The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How do you view your own success? Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity, using kindness and compassion to earn respect. Combine this with a go-getter, visionary, and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Delighted to be with you today. So as we close out our year, I wanted to share with you some key points with our guests. Now, I'm going to get to our guests in just a moment. And one of the questions that I'm often asked is, why is your show called the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour? So let me explain to you what a Compassionate Samurai is. And that's a someone who takes a warrior-like spirit out there in the business world, but marries it with compassion. So if they were just a warrior and showing up that way every single day, they'd be trampling over people. And if they showed up with, with work only as a compassionate soul, a compassionate mindset, with no warrior or samurai spirit in them, they would be the one that got stepped on every single day. So at Clemmer and Associates, we encourage everyone to adopt a compassionate samurai lifestyle, a mindset. It's a practice in a daily basis. Now, if you'd like more information about what these character traits are around a compassionate samurai, feel free to toggle right on over to the archives. And we have a show entitled The 10 Traits of the Compassionate Samurai. That show is in November, so feel free to go back to the archives. Now, today we have a special guest. She is an acclaimed coach, speaker, and creator of Power Up Your Follow-Up. That is just a phenomenally great title. I love it. And Deb Hoffman works closely with small and medium business owners, as well as entrepreneurs and sales teams to sharpen their follow-up skills and helps them to implement well-targeted strategies to convert their prospects to clients. Doesn't matter how big your pipeline is, I really think it depends on how big your client list is, and those are active clients. Now, Deb brings a phenomenally successful investment banking career of over 20 years as she was the managing director for Wall Street firms. And she has extraordinary organizational skills. And those skills were instrumental in helping her build those relationships that 
resulted in sales of over $25 billion. So for the past 14 years, she has switched gears and she's focused on the wellness industry as well as business and has built a team of over 2,000 consultants. She's authored a new book highlighting her proven follow-up system and we're going to hear more about her book. And that book is due out in 2000 or 20,000, sorry, 2016. So we are so excited to have Deb Hoffman on the show today. Welcome, Debbie. It's so great to be here, Kathy. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it is our pleasure, truly our pleasure. So one of the things that I like to do is start by getting to understand what was the jump for you or the catalyst, the why behind your why of leaving a a very successful investment banking career and jumping into entrepreneurship and developing your company, Power Up Your Follow-Up. What was that about? Well, you know, I was working on Wall Street back in the 80s, Kathy, and, you know, I was a woman in a man's world, you know, with a lot to prove. It was just me and the guys. And I worked hard But I made so many mistakes, including with follow-up. And, you know, I was really running myself ragged until I developed a very powerful follow-up system that changed everything for me. And I went on to become a managing director and one of the top producers in my company. And as I continued to hone my skills, I just decided that it was time to be my own boss, to leave the corporate rat race and just make a real difference. I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to this. So I came home, I quit my six-figure income job of 20 years to be with my family, and it was the best decision I ever made. And my son graduated college last year, he's off on his own, and I had all those years to be with him. So I really wanted to be an entrepreneur, I wanted to make a real difference, and I wanted to have more freedom and flexibility uh, to work from home and work my own hours and be my own boss. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, for those of the listeners who are, you know, we know that being in control of our time and what we earn is so the way to go. <laughs> well, you get to become a little bit more, not a complete master, but a master of your universe to some degree. Uh, the fact that you're stepping up and living your passion, living your purpose, and really speaking and supporting your clients makes a world of difference, I think, in the way anybody gets to live their life. So I'm curious, Debbie, what are, with with the title, Power Up Your Follow-Up, what are the challenges that people have today with follow-up? Because it seems like all the technological gadgets, everybody should be right on point all the time. So Mm -hmm. what are the challenges and why do they need you? (laughs) Great question. Well, first of all, there are a lot of technological gadgets out there, but most people who come to me don't have, they're not using a system. They're not using a database. They're not using the technology, so they're really disorganized. They don't have a system. They don't have a plan. They just don't do it. They don't make the calls. They have stacks of business cards piling up on their desk that they haven't done anything with, and they're just staring at them, and the longer they sit there, the more they say, oh, it's too late, you know, I, I, I've had these cards for too long, I met them too long ago, I can't call them now, and then they don't call. So a lot of fears 
and limiting beliefs come up that stop people. That's like the second major challenge. First is they're not using a system. They're not organized. Number two, they have limiting beliefs and stories that they make up. I mean, I'm being too pushy, I'm being salesy, or they can't afford it, or they don't need me, or I'm not good enough. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I hear my new clients come to me sharing with me all of these limiting beliefs, and it just stops people dead in their tracks. And almost everybody doesn't, um, they hesitate to follow up because they think their prospect will perceive them as being salesy or pushy. And I hesitate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, salesy or pushy, I want to dive into that a little deeper later in the show. I have a question, though. When you talked about sometimes people think, oh, the business cards are stacking up on the desk, and I have a system around that. I didn't used to have a system. I certainly wish I had met you 25 years ago, but I, I have a system around the business cards stacking up. So I've just got two cards on my desk that I, I have yet to enter. But those are two cards. This is what happened to me yesterday. I cleaned out a case and I travel with the case kind of very rarely. And when I cleaned out that case for my next trip, I found two business cards in there. One I recognized and I realized, oh my goodness, that was from a flight I had in Ottawa, Canada back in October. I never followed up and reached out to this person The other card, and this is my second question that I'm going to lead into, the other card, it's there, I see it, I have no memory or no recollection as why is that card in my case? I don't know. So what do you do when you have these cards that breed like rabbits? What do you do if you've really waited to what would be professionally correct? You've waited too long to follow up. Or you pull out of your pocket a card and you really have no memory of where you met them. What's your system and your parameter around that, Debbie? Okay. Well, first I want to just back up for a second and say the way to prevent that from happening, and this is so key, so uh, please take out a pen and paper and write this down, is write notes on the cards as you're meeting people I ask for their card, and I'm actually writing notes down right away. As soon as I stop talking to them or as soon as I get to the car, or even sometimes to remind me of things I promised to do for them, if I promise an introduction, I'll write it on the card. So I never have that happen. But if you do have these cards and you can't remember who they are, you can just call them and just say, hey, we recently met. You know, if you don't remember where you met them, you just have to keep it very general recently met and we connected and I love to set a time that we can get to know each other to see how we can, you know, to learn more about each other's businesses and see how we can support each other. So it's a very friendly, you know, collaborative type of message you leave or if you reach them, you say the same thing. We recently met. I'm so sorry, I can't remember exactly where we met. You know, if there's an elephant in the room, you know, say it and just let them know you really want to get to know them you're intrigued with their cards. It's really good to look them up on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google them to see who they are and what they do. It might remind you of your conversation. So I always talk about doing research before you call people so that you're, you know a little bit about them and so you'll connect with them on a more deeper level. So that's what I recommend you do if it's been a long time. Just call them and just reach out. 
I love that tips and and a little embarrassed to say, oh, I didn't think about the Facebook or the LinkedIn right away. And I think that's just me having that narrow scope of the value of LinkedIn and Facebook. And now I realize that they're also my safety net. If I don't remember, they can be my safety net. And as you say, I've done, yeah, I've done research, but that was when it was planned. I had a schedule, especially with LinkedIn. I love that. So give us some examples of why this follow up is key in business. Let's maybe we'll talk about the, the reverse psychology. What happens when you don't follow up? What's the downside? The downside is your business doesn't grow, <laughs> and you're losing out on a lot of business, a lot of income, and a lot of referrals. That is key. So when you don't do follow-up, first of all, people are going to think you have a hobby. They're not going to take you seriously if they see you, if you're out networking and you've never called them, and you said you were. And they'll, they'll think that you don't really have a serious business. So it's really key when you have a business, to follow up with people. And the key thing is, Kathy, that people really appreciate it when you follow up with them. And I love the whole theme of your program, The Compassionate Warrior, because Mm -hmm. follow-up is all about building relationships. And when you have a system in place that automates everything for you, you're going to be more consistently in touch with your prospects and a deeper connection will be developed because when you first meet someone, a connection is, init- you know, a, a connection is initiated. Follow-up is how that connection is nurtured step by step. Well, and I love the fact that you're talking about follow-up really is the bridge to building relationship. And I kind of crack up a little bit. I too came from the financial services industry and I'll, I'll never forget, um, probably my best lesson in follow up was with a company. Um, they were in the steamship building industry in San Francisco. And literally I had been following up with their CEO for eight years. Now I was in a long, big ticket, long term sales process where, where a sale could take on average anywhere from 18 months to three years. So that wasn't unusual. Eight years of follow-up was highly unusual. And the first time I met the CEO, eight years later, after I initiated my first contact, he just asked me a simple question. Kathy, can you share with us today why we should be doing business with your company? I said a couple of sentences. I'll never forget. He interrupted talked for 20 minutes, and then said, based upon what you've said here today, Kathy, two sentences, um, we've decided to award your company our business. And it was a large, large contract. Wow. And I was sharp enough to know, okay, you've, you've got the deal. Don't say anything more. You only said two sentences, but just keep your mouth shut. You've got the deal. The contracts, everything else will go through. And what amazed me later, I did ask him, Why is it that we really won the business? It certainly wasn't based on my presentation today. And he said, we opened our file drawers and your file was four times larger than anybody else's file. I know that you were treating me like a customer before I was even a customer and had nothing to do but your follow-up skills. And that was such a valuable lesson. I was in my 20s. It was such a valuable lesson to hear. 
Wow. That is such a powerful story, Kathy. That's exactly what I teach people because oh. they're, he knew that you meant business. He knew you were professional. He knew you were passionate about what you offered, that you believed in what you offered, and he, he, it got his attention. So that is a perfect example of what I coach people in my programs. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Fantastic. So gold stars for me. We're going to go to break right now. And when we come back, I want to hear from Debbie. What are the basics to following up? Is there a system to it or is it catch as catch can? So you are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Please stay tuned to learn more of how to power up your follow-up. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Engage with Andy Bush takes you inside the mind of a top global market and public policy analyst who has been featured regularly on CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and numerous radio and television programs. Our program will bring you guests and stories from the top of the political and business worlds. Each show includes Andy's point of view roundup and what it means for you at home. Life's complicated. Let Andy help you figure it out. Tune in every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and we are talking to guest expert, Debbie Hoffman. And Debbie has the show and the program called Power Up Your Follow-Up. And so I'd like, Debbie, if you would be so kind. I was shocked when I started doing some research around statistics and what it means to your business when you follow up or don't follow up. Could you share with the listeners some of these key components and statistics that come into play? play when you get into client engagement. Thank you, Kathy. I would love to. Well, it's interesting because research has shown that it takes on average five contacts before the average person will say yes to doing business with you. But this is a basic thing. Only 8% of entrepreneurs and salespeople make that fifth call or fifth contact. So that means that 92% of us are stopping short of that fifth call. And those 8% are doing 80% of the business out there, 
which is the whole point. It's all about the follow-up. And so when people think they're being salesy or pushy or they stop after one or two calls or contacts, hopefully this will help because this is what it really takes to be successful in business. And most people tell me they'll make one phone call or even worse, they'll send one email after they've met someone and then if they don't hear back, that's it. It's out of existence and they're on to the next person. So it just breaks my heart when I hear this because they're leaving so much money on the table, Kathy. Oh, that is heartbreaking because I've I've always had the philosophy, and I, I think this was uh, embedded in my brain with my father, who was in sales and and really kind of saw how he performed and and uh, acquired success in the sales field. But I've always said you want to fish where the fish are, and so what what I'm hearing you say, the fish really, if you want. Tap into that 80% of business opportunity. You need to be in that elite group of 8% who are willing to make five or more phone calls or touches or whatever that looks like in your field or industry. All of a sudden, you rise up to the top 8% of the echelon in your field. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And Uh, when you are making that fifth contact, again, because of these statistics I just shared, you're going to stand out from your competition, and people are going to take you more seriously. Again, like I said before, they're going to realize, wow, Kathy's really serious about her business. She's called me five, six, seven, eight times. Maybe I should take a look at what she has to offer. She wouldn't be calling me unless she really believed in what she's offering to me. So it really... Mm gets their attention. Right. That that brings up a really good point. I had never thought about that before, but but persistence and pursuit go hand in hand to underscore the passion that, for instance, I have around providing corporate leadership training all over the world with the tools Clemmer and Associates offers. My passion actually comes out Every single time I touch the prospect, whether it's an email or a report or a downloadable or a check-in phone call, I'm realizing, ooh, not only building relationship, but it's a testimonial to my commitment in this work that we do. Exactly, exactly. And you will stand out. You will get their attention. And like, like the story you shared the gentleman chose you, the CEO chose you and your company because your file was so big. You had so many touch points. And I can't tell you, Kathy, how many times people thank me for following up with them. So it's about, I call it positive persistence. It's not about being salesy or pushy. It's just, it's really showing that you, you care. I had a woman recently thank me so much. I followed up with her for two years before she became a client. And she brings the story up all the time and said, Debbie, it really made me realize how much you cared about me. People want to feel that people care about them. And when you follow up with them, it shows that you care. And now her mm-hmm. life is changing because I didn't give up on her. Well, I love that. I, I, I love the fact that you were able to invest two years of your time and make a difference in her life. So there must be a system to this. I want to hear the key elements or principles regarding, do you have a system in play or is it just catch as catch can? I'm sure you have a system. (laughs) It's all about having a system, yes. And it really starts with scheduling time every day. 
in your calendar to do follow-up, and especially if you're going to be going to an event, if you network and go to chamber events, to schedule time in your calendar after that event. You're actually making an appointment with yourself, just like you make an appointment with a client or a prospect. And you don't answer the phone, you don't respond to emails or respond to text messages, just like you wouldn't do any of those things if you're meeting with a client. So you've got to take it really seriously. So it really starts with that, blocking out time every day. And then having a CRM system, which stands for Customer Relationship Management System. That's the technology of your follow-up blueprint. So it helps you structure your time, you know, manage your time and have more structure in your, in your business. And when people, my, my clients who have a CRM find that they love it, their life is so much easier, they're staying in touch with their prospects longer, they're not giving up so soon and they're getting more clients. So that's really the first step is you have to have the technology in place. Set aside time in your calendar and then know what to do. Do you send an email? Do you call first? How often? How many touch points within what time period? These are all things I talk about in my Power Up Your Follow-Up Teleseminar series. So there is a step-by-step system. There is a blueprint that I help people create when I work with them, especially one-on-one. We create it especially for their, specifically for their business. So knowing what to do, knowing what to say, what kind of voicemail messages to leave, what kind of emails to send. So we script out everything. Um, and it's about being really prepared and knowing exactly what you're going to do before each step, whether it's a phone call or a meeting or, or an email, and being prepared to know what kind of objections you typically get in your business and how you're going to respond to them. I call it an objections library. I help my clients create this so that they know what they're going to say and it makes their confidence soar when they're more prepared. And then how to ask powerful questions, how to handle, um, how to pre-qualify your prospects. And then, of course, how to, I call it, invite people to work with me more effectively, quote-unquote, closing the sale. So there's all those different steps in the process, and asking for referrals and knowing how to ask for referrals is key as well. Well, let's talk about that um, in terms of referrals and how that really aligns with the need for follow-up. I know out there in networking, uh, referrals can come from networking events or current clients. Share with with us the relationship between referrals and follow-up and how um, is it is it even important to go out there and ask for referrals? Great question. And these here are some more statistics that will blow all of you away, I'm sure. Referrals are the most powerful source of business because they come from a satisfied, you know, qualified third party, a satisfied client who has already experienced the benefits of doing business with you. And the statistics show that one out of 20 people on average will end up doing business with you. But here's the thing, Kathy. One out of six referred clients will do business with you. So the chances of converting a referred client improves by 300%. <laughs> so people, most of my clients when they come to me are not asking for referrals. So we create an entire follow-up strategy around referrals. And when you follow up with your clients after they become clients, to check in to see how they're doing with your product or service 
whatever it is that you offered, and they're happy, you want to do two things at that time. You want to uh, ask for testimonials, ask them to write out a testimonial and send their picture to you. You can put it on your website, and then ask for referrals. So that's where people are dropping the ball. They don't realize how important the follow-up is after someone's become a customer or client. So as you're following up with people and they're happy, that's when you want to ask for referrals. And our clients love to refer people to us. We just have to make it super easy for them to do it. And I work very closely with my clients to train them how to have tons of highly qualified people coming to them already excited about what you do. That sounds good, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it sounds amazing and invaluable. And I love the fact, I think that asking for the referrals and really generating the quality of work that provides referrals. I know every single week I have referrals coming in from our public students at Clemmer and Associates based upon the huge value that they've achieved in our workshops. And those referrals are often then of the corporate nature or nonprofits or association or government entities. And so I feel very honored and very privileged to be the recipient of their referrals. I may not have even met them before. They, they came through us with a public track. But one of the things that comes top of mind, I want to talk about CRM a little bit, with keeping myself organized through a CRM, it's my brain. There's no doubt about that. But one of the things that I'll always do is track the genesis of the referral or the lead. So when we begin our partnership with our client, I know who to go back and thank because there could be many, many people involved in the launch process. And I want to go back to that initial person who took the time to pass our good name along. So what I'd love to hear from you, what are some of the upsides of getting on a good sound CRM program as opposed to, I know a lot of people use an Excel spreadsheet or yellow sticky pad notes or they have their own system in their own notebook, but speak about the value of a CRM if you would. Oh, I would. I'm glad to. And I'll start with the referrals. I actually, in my CRM, I create all these different groups, these different categories, and it could be where I met them, the event. It could be if it's a referral. And so I have this group. It's called referrals, and I put the person in there, and in the notes I write down who referred me to them. And even in their contact, the person who did the referral, I'll put in their contact, their notes, referred me to Mary Smith. And so, like you said, it's just a wonderful thing to be able to send a card, a note, make a phone call to thank the person for referral for the referral. So. Here are some of the things that are so valuable about a CRM. When, you, when you're building your business, or even if you've been around a long time, you have lots and lots of people to follow up with. It's impossible to keep track of all these prospects and where they are in the discovery process. And so when you have a system that automates everything for you, when you make a phone call and leave a voicemail message, you go right into that person's contact and set an appointment, a reminder for you to be in touch with them again. So if I call someone for the first time and leave a message, I'll put a reminder in to call them two days later, and it will text me or email me or both. And so that way I never forget, and I have these texts coming to me all day long and these emails reminding me of my next step. If you don't have that in place, 
you'll make the first phone call and they might go out of existence. That's what most of my clients have said to me who come to me without a CRM is a person goes out of existence, they make one phone call, one email, and that's it, they're done. So it's really great to have those reminders. That's number one. The categories, actually that's number two. The categories and groups is number two. So number one, you really want to keep track of where everyone came from, where you met them. If they're a high-priority prospect, like very interested in what you do, or maybe they're mildly interested, or maybe, you know, lukewarm. So you put them in different categories, and then you call the people first who were the most interested. So those are a few ways that I use the CRM. It's just critical. When you have an Excel spreadsheet, you can't take notes well, and there's a whole section for taking notes and keeping track. And the key thing is to refer to those notes before you call the person to remind yourself who they are and what they said. And you can play it back to them, which is really key. Fantastic. I think the value of a CRM just can't be underscored enough. We're going to go to break now. And when we come back, we're going to chat with Debbie about the power up, your follow up in terms of how do we support the folks out there that are organizationally challenged. You've been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. Stay tuned for more. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. If you are a beginning or aspiring entrepreneur, have you thought about a coach or mentor? For instance, think about sports figures who have successfully become entrepreneurs and leaders in business. They started out with a coach in their respective sport, and many work with a coach today to help them continue to achieve their goals. Listen for ESCN with host Michael Dawson and co-host Angelia Hobson and Diane Daniels. Tune in Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, and 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business and rebroadcasts on Voice America Sports. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and we're talking with Debbie Hoffman. She is just an absolute expert on how to power up your follow-up. And as we start into the new year for 2016, let's get this right and make sure that we're closing the gap on converting clients into happy clients. So Debbie, share with us a little bit about those that consider themselves a little bit more on the free spirit side. They like those yellow sticky notes. Those folks that are organizationally challenged. 
how is your program going to speak to them? Oh, great question. I have so many clients that come to me with those yellow sticky notes and notebooks all over the place, and they can't find people's names and numbers and emails, and they spend so much time and wasting so much time during the day searching for people. So those folks actually really love it when they set up the CRM. They remember the place that they met them. They can go into the group that they've set up, and the person's there. If they can't remember their name, for instance, but they remember where they met them, they go right in there. Their life becomes so much easier. I actually have a client, uh, and I had a call with her a few weeks ago. She's one of my private clients, and she was giddy with laughter and smiling, just saying, I love following up with people now. I'm so much more organized. I have my reminders going out to me, my texts and emails. I'm staying on track. I'm calling people. I love calling people now. I have an intention I set before I make the calls, which I'm really, really big on and setting intention. And she said, I'm getting more clients. So the organizationally challenged people are my perfect clients, and this just gives them so much relief, and it's like building a muscle, Kathy. When you first start going to the gym and working out, it can be a little sore. You're not used to using that muscle, but over time, you don't even have to think about the exercise routine. You just do it over and over and over again, so it just becomes a strong muscle. It becomes automatic, and people just find that their life is so much easier. They don't have to think about it. It's automated for them. And they're on track, and they're getting more clients. So people see results very, very quick, quickly when they implement the CRM and start using it every day. Well, and it sounds like it's a liberating factor, too. So not only is the organization there, but it provides that liberty that we all would love in business. And less that we have to keep in that little muddled brain of ours, which as the aging process kicks in, I love having less that I have to remember in a given day. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the value of networking. Now, whether it's at an association meeting, a business meeting, a, a holiday party, or just just a traditional meetup or networking meeting, what are the steps that come out of following, out of a networking meeting? What are the follow-up steps that are so essential to the process of getting it done right coming out of a networking meeting? So interesting that you asked that question because I, I devote a good part of um, my first class in my Power Up Your Follow-Up Tell seminar about networking because So many people, so many of my clients network to grow their business. And the key thing is when you're there is to make it about them, not to make it about you. And so you want to build the relationship because so many people go to these networking events just wanting to, you know, be on the prowl to get clients. And people can feel that. But if you go there trying to build relationship and see how you can help them, then the deeper connection will be created. So the first step is, to let them know that you want to get to know them and their business and see how you can support each other. And so I like to make the appointment to get together with them right there and then at the event. That saves the back and forth. And my clients are doing this now, and it's making their lives so much easier. Because you know about that phone tag you, you play, Kathy, just to get an appointment to have a phone conversation or to have a coffee with someone. It just, it can take days or weeks. So Yes, and, and it becomes a very frustrating thing because you do want to get a hold. And, and I know that there's tools in your program that you share of the perfect voicemails to leave for the perfect situations and how to really overcome and avoid the phone tag. Um, and I love the fact that 
from the networking standpoint of view, you're really starting to put an impression on someone and not everybody can be your client. We all know that. I love it when I can grab somebody by the hand and say, you know what? I'm going to take you across the room. I want to introduce you to Debbie Hoffman. She has a program that would really support you and your business. It may not be the right time for that prospect to be doing business with me. They may need to to get to know you first or vice versa. So I love, as you say, being authentic in your network process is so key because they'll sense it otherwise. Exactly. It's about the compassionate warrior. It's all about that. And I'm always looking for ways to help people, to give them a resource, a referral, a new networking event to go to some way that I can help them. And it builds that instant rapport and connection and trust. And so when I get home, if I haven't made the appointment then you want to just get on the phone right away within 24 to 48 hours is what you want to do after a networking event. So that's why I said schedule time in your calendar to do the follow-up after the event because the further away you get from the event, the, the less they're going to remember about your conversation and about if they were excited and interested about what you do, that's going to be lost. So you've got to call within 24 to 48 hours and enter their information immediately into the CRM and start making your calls. So those are things you want to do right away. But making the appointment with yourself in advance is the key because if not, I find that people are just going from networking event to event to event. They're not doing the good follow-up. They have all these cards stacking up. They're getting more and more frustrated, and then they're not calling people. So you want to do it right away and network less and be more efficient with your follow-up, and you'll, you'll grow your business faster. I'm trying to get my clients to network less and be more efficient. Well, and that's some very pragmatic advice. I know when I switched careers from financial services into the leadership and character development field, um, yeah, I was finding myself really challenged to get in that 24 to 48 hour follow-up. And um, the one thing, just as you advise, is set up those time blocks. And that saved me. And it also created less networking, but happier clients and more prospect to conversion. Yeah. Right. Love that. Now, what do you do with someone? Because you work with any and in, in all kinds of businesses. What do you do with someone who, who basically views follow-up as being too pushy? How do you coach them around that, Debbie? Well, that's why in my first class in my Power Up Your Follow-Up Teleseminar, we talk about the limiting beliefs. And right away, I, get, I dispel that because they're not being salesy or pushy as long as they're asking questions and serving their needs. So my constant theme throughout my program is building relationships and establishing value. And if you do that for people and you ask them if they're interested in learning more and they say, yes, you're not being salesy or pushy, you're actually, like I said, showing that you care about them, you're showing that you're passionate about what you do, and people really do love it when you follow up with them. They really appreciate it. So I, I kind of dispel that right away as quickly as possible by going through. And, they, and then when they hear that it takes an average of five contacts for a person to say yes, they realize, wow, I'm not being pushy. There was a woman that said, I stopped at four, and now I'm not going to stop because I'm not being pushy. They want to hear from me. 
It shows that they care. And because only 8% of people are making that fifth call, you're going to be in this stratosphere, in this layer that no one's there. Like, they're not getting calls from most people. So it's not like they're getting bombarded every day with, you know, tens or hundreds of phone calls. People are not calling. They're not following up. So when you do, you're going to get their attention. So it really helps when I share all the statistics with them. Well, and I can be a testimony to that. I remember a couple of years when I changed my medical plan, the decision that I made and who I decided to go with, which insurance broker I decided to go with, was the gentleman who called me, and I'm not kidding you, he called me 13 times. And he was the only one because every time someone was calling me, I I put in an inquiry, I wanted some quotes, but every time they followed up, it wasn't a good time for me. And I just say, call me back and a month, call me back in two months, whatever that looked like, a week, a day, he was the only one, and I'm telling you, I probably had 20 different people trying to reach me, he was the only one that kept calling back, and I asked him, I said, tell me what CRM program you use, because you call me at the day, at the time that we agreed upon, and do you realize you've done this at least 13 times, because, of course, I put him in my CRM program, and... um he, he got the sale. He yeah. made the sale and uh, can't underscore that enough. Um, share with me that you have something called, um, well, we're going to do this. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, I'd like for you to share a little bit about the difference between a discovery process and a discovery call. And then I'd love for the listeners to hear about what you have on the horizon for 2016 and a little bit more about your program because your program is a worldwide virtual program that anyone can benefit. This is Kathy Fairbanks. I'm the host of Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Stay Stay tuned and we'll learn more regarding Power Up Your Follow-Up. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more, not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at CompassionateSamuraiShow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and we have been delighted speaking with Debbie Hoffman. Now, she's the creator of Power Up Your Follow-Up, and what an appropriate time to really gear up and go big for 2016. Debbie, just as we were going to break, I want to underscore in your discovery process that you coach and teach out there in your program... I want to underscore that very rarely will someone be able to make a sale in that first time connection on the phone or email. And so I wanted to ta- have you just speak to that a little bit and how important or the importance of follow up after you make that initial con- contact. Well, it's so true, Kathy, that it's a very, very small percentage of people who will do business with you on the first contact, the first call, the first meeting. Very, very rare. So when I talked about building relationships and creating value, that's what you want to do throughout what I call the discovery process, which is from when you meet somebody to when they say yes or no, everything in between. And so most people are going to need more information, so you want to find out what they're looking for, what would support them. Sharing testimonials is really, really important, especially if you can relate a story to something that they're dealing with that they're looking for solutions on. So the discovery process includes so many touch points. It includes phone calls. It includes emails. It might include a video or a webinar or a free teleseminar. There's so just depending on your business and what you provide people. But some people have free reports to educate people on what they do. So you want to be constantly introducing them to different parts of what you do and different benefits of what you offer your product or service and just take them through the process until they say yes or no. And it's great if they say no. You'd rather them say no than say nothing. And so I'm always asking people, you know, where they're at, if this sounds like something they'd like to get involved in. And if not, it's okay. So always giving them the, the option that, you know, giving them the out, that if this is not for you, it's totally fine. Just let me know. I don't want to waste your time or mine. And that's like after 8 or 10 or 12 contacts, you'll want to um, ask that question. So it's all part of the discovery process of giving value every step of the way. Well, and I love the fact that you've underscored the gift of no. You know where you stand. You're, it's not false, false hope or a false deal or uh, paper deals. There's nothing, to me, there was nothing worth, worth, uh, worse in financial services than a paper deal. Uh, the contract are signed, but the order never came in. And that was just a waste of everybody's time. Share with us a little bit. In fact, I'm going to have you model the behavior you just spoke about um, because you do offer another way for our listeners more than just this show, another way for our listeners to get to know you. And I believe you have a free report available for the listeners. If you'd share with us a little bit about that and what, what is in that free report. I would love to. So I have a free report. It's called Four Hot Tips to Power Up Your Follow-Up. So you'll, you'll learn some skills that you can implement right away in that report. And so you can go to your computer right now and put in powerupyourfollowup.com forward slash free report. 
powerupyourfollowup.com forward slash free report, and you'll receive that report plus ongoing follow-up tips in the future. Uh, thanks for sharing with us on that. And then you have a larger program, a larger scope. And would you share with us some highlights of what people can expect in your program um, for 2016? What happens and what do you go over in this program of Power Up Your Follow-Up? Well, we have uh, five modules, and the first one we talk about the limiting beliefs and the stories that we all have and what you can do about it. I share more about the statistics. I help people create a powerful 30-second infomercial to share when they're at a networking event. And then when someone asks you, what do you do, a lot of people fumble around with that. And then we go into the second week on setting up a system and what do you do from a networking, after a networking event, just like you were asking, step by step by step, what's the system? We go into preparation and how important it is to be prepared and to know what you're going to do before each contact. We talk about the different phases of follow-up. Most people don't realize it's eight phases. They think follow-up is a one-shot deal and it keeps going. And when you know what they are, you can be more prepared. We go into asking for referrals powerfully, handling objections, pre-qualifying. And the final call we deal with, creating that positive first impression and more effectively closing the sale. And so coming out of that program, you'll become a better listener. You'll, you'll learn how to ask those powerful questions and how to deal with those objections and so much more. Ah, this is exciting. I hear so much value just in the titles alone of how many shortcuts of business transactions will be uh, taking place once you're a graduate of your program. Share with us what's the, I know it's valuable, what's the cost of this program, Debbie? And they go to your website to enroll, correct? Yes. The program is four ninety seven for the five-week program, but I'm also offering a test drive, which is the first two calls for $97. So the website address is www.powerupyourfollowup.com forward slash test drive. And if you want to do the whole program, it's powerupyourfollowup.com forward slash group. So you can do the test drive, get your feet wet, love it, upgrade to do the whole thing, or you could just come right in and, and right off the bat do the whole program. Fantastic. Well, I took a lot of notes today, a lot of uh, insight that I'm going to be able to put into my daily follow-up practice. I'm so grateful today for you, Debbie, being on this call. And again, if you'd like to reach out to Debbie, go to her website, powerupyourfollowup.com and check out her program. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks with the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour, wishing you a fantastic day of lifelong learning. Thank you for tuning into our show. You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com.
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.